Genesis FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. to you. Welcome into the Action Line on WGNS. We're going to be talking this morning about National Child Abuse Prevention Month. That is what April is. And we're going to be learning a lot about things that you can do to reduce this issue, which is unfortunately during the pandemic, uh, a lot of folks thought it had gone down. The numbers were going down. But that's sort of a false impression because the source of uh, a lot of the reports would be the school teachers who see the students come in with bruises and what have you, but they were out of school, so there was nobody to report the problems. Amanda Pruitt is with us this morning. Amanda, good morning to you. Uh, good morning, Bart. Uh, thank you for having us. Good to have you here. You're with the Child Advocacy Center? Yes, sir. Um, I have the privilege of being the forensic interviewer at the Child Advocacy Center. I've been there for eight years. Wow. Uh, so uh, it must be a wonderful place to work seeing the help that you're able to do there. Uh, also, Patty Eser is with us from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. Patty, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. Great to have you here today. Thank you. With this pandemic that we are going through and hopefully are at the end of, uh, at least there's light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, uh, did you see a dramatic decline, Patty, in, in some of the cases that had been reported earlier? Or did new ways to uh, see the victims uh, were, were new ways developed well that's an interesting question bart um for me at the sheriff's office one of the the things that i do is i work uh the internet crimes so as far as the internet crimes we have seen that skyrocket it has actually tripled in numbers wow now Define, there are a lot of people who may think Internet crimes. Mm -hmm. My son uses the Internet or my daughter uses mm -hmm. the Internet. What kind of crimes are out there? There's um, the online enticement and sextortion with children. So that has increased dramatically. Tremendously. And the downloading of child pornography. Now, with issues like this, is this sex trafficking? No, that's a little bit different. That's a different category in itself. Okay. Um, tell us what parents should be concerned about with Internet crime. I mean, are unsuspecting children getting involved, or when I say children, anybody who uses the Internet, like teenagers the Internet. And, and what have you? That is correct. And just to kind of give you an idea of the numbers um, that we have seen, uh, in February of 2021, the numbers that came in were that month uh, was two, 297,527 images. And then a month, three weeks later, three weeks later, there were 13,156 more 
that were reported. So I work with the Internet um, Crimes Against Children Task Force. It's ICAC. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of these um, get reported to. They get reported to NCMEC, which is the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. So people or um, platforms such as Google, Facebook, Snapchat can make referrals to NCMEC, which then get filtered out to local law enforcement. Now, if a parent feels that their child is getting involved in this, or what, what are some of the signs that their children are, and what are some of the dangers? I'm, I'm sure the children don't realize that this is dangerous territory they're playing with. That is correct. So a lot of times on social media, kids will be on social media, mm-hmm. and there will be an individual who will portray themselves as, as a child. However, they are not. They're an adult. Um, they will start talking to the child, learning their interests, um, family, school, things like that, um, and just kind of befriend them. Then they'll request pictures, such as their face, you know, friends, things like that. Then it gets a little more explicit as it goes on. And then they will request the child maybe to move from that platform that they're talking on, whether it's Kick or Facebook or Instagram or whatever, to different platforms such as Snapchat um, to move their conversation and image exchanging to that platform. So the children, um, I see it has a huge effect on these kids. This type of uh, child abuse affects them for the rest of their life. And unfortunately, those images and what a lot of children don't realize is once they send that picture, I used to tell my kids uh, was a, when I was a school resource officer, when you hit the button of the wild world of sports, you're sending that picture out there, it's out in space and it can never, never be retrieved. It's always out there. And so those types of victims are always re-victimized for the rest of their life. They don't have a clue that that's... I, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say is that yeah. these um, children, they're confused because the mm-hmm. pictures on the other end that they're receiving are of kids their own age. Mm-hmm. Right. And behind that computer or that device, you know, could sit a, mm-hmm. a grown adult. And so they're in really innocent in this situation. Mm-hmm. Now, are these youth, or are they abducted or, or, or what what happens to them? Yeah, a lot of times we'll, we'll see kids that do get abducted, um, but those are typically the ones that will go into the, get into the sex trafficking situations. Um, do they know they're going in that direction, or are they just no. looking for a friend? Or? Looking for that friend. You know, Amanda and I see so many of these kids that, um, you know, they're just outreaching, out, they have an outcry for attention. You know, our lives are so busy anymore. Parents are, we're just working, both parents are working, kids are at home alone, you know, and they just don't have um, that, that parental guidance, you know, that we used to have when I was growing up anyway. And, you know, they're just looking for love. That's what they want. They're looking for a family. Looking I guess. for a family. One way or another. Mm-hmm. Yes. And,. That's what uh, the Child Advocacy Center is there to protect these youngsters. And, of course, the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office is there working to, uh, as a team to help reduce this problem. And, and that's also what the Hometown Heroes Walk 
has as its goal, and that's coming up on April 30th, and this is the 21st, so it's just around the corner. Uh, tell us a little about the Hometown Heroes Walk, what it's all about, and how people can be a part of that. Yes, for sure. So the walk is on April 30th, um, and it is um, going to be um, at the Civic Plaza here in Murfreesboro, and um, we're going to take a two-mile walk over to the Child Advocacy Center, and then once you're there at the Child Advocacy Center, we're going to have you a bag lunch, and um, it would be important for you guys to know that um, park at the Child Advocacy Center, and we're going to have a shuttle to shuttle you up to the Civic Plaza. Um, at 11.30, we're going to have some Hometown Heroes awards given out. We don't know who the recipients are just yet, but uh, stay tuned for that. Um, and then the walk starts at 12 o'clock. Um, um, we are also doing a virtual walk. So if you're not comfortable coming out um, just, you know, during COVID right now, um, and we are going to be wearing masks and socially distant, but if you're not comfortable with that, um, you can do a virtual walk. And what that looks like is um, we're going to be Facebook Live, but also walk in your neighborhood. You know, walk with your family or friends. Just get outside and walk and um, make, you know, Child Abuse Awareness Month here, you know, right now in April. Okay, so when you said virtual, I was thinking somebody might have a camera with them and, and they would feel as if they're walking down South Church Street. We uh, might just do that, yes. Yeah. yeah, that is a good idea. I don't know if we've actually talked about yes. that. That's a good idea, Mark. So, Maybe you could do that. We'll get you involved. <laughs> you can get on your treadmill and do yeah. the oh, yeah. virtual walk and get some uh, exercise. Yeah, that's one of the benefits of this, is getting some exercise. Now, this is not a run, is it? It's not a run. Okay. Um, child abuse is often confidential. You know, we don't talk about it a lot. And so April is a time that we can talk about it and make people aware that it is real. It does happen. Um, you know, we like to have good faith in people. And we don't want to think that our loved ones, our family, our friends um, would dare do anything to harm a child. But it is real and it does happen. So we just need to, you know, make people aware and talk about it. So this is coming up April 30th. Uh, what time do they need to be there? Uh, but first thing they need to do, if you're coming, park your car at the Child Advocacy Center, which is on Samsonite yes, Boulevard. Yes, 1040 Samsonite Boulevard. Park there, and we will shuttle you up here to the Civic Plaza. So you only walk it once. <laughs> <laughs> that's the idea. <laughs> so that sounds good. Uh, make that a point. And, and, and what time did you say again for arriving? Yeah, so we're going to be giving out awards at 1130, and the walk starts at 12. So any time okay. before that. But, I mean, for arriving at the Child Advocacy Center the first time to get the shuttle uptown. Oh, at 1045. 1045, okay. And there's no charge or anything? No, but, it's all free, yes. Uh, and, and you'll see people that uh, you probably know. You'll get to learn more about how uh, the Child Advocacy Center works. Probably learn how the Sheriff's Department uh, works in these areas, too. Yes, yes. So very uh, important for you to be there. And that's on April the 30th. And you've done this every year for quite a, quite a good while. Yes, I can't remember exactly how many years we've I done know. it. Um, but this year is going to be bigger and better. <laughs> right. We, we were sad we didn't get to have it last yes. year. We really lost out. Yeah. We I really hated to see that happen yeah. last year. Uh, we kept thinking it would change, yep, but we sure did. it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but this year, now that uh, every not everyone, but so many people have had their vaccination, uh, we're seeing the numbers start to go down and 
uh, just some good opportunities to begin getting back to normal. So, But do it socially distanced. Uh, that's the main thing. Uh, and then if you're more comfortable uh, when you're outside wearing uh, a mask, feel free to do If you want to do that, that's fine. Uh, if you don't want to, that's fine, too. I mean, you're outside. That's so. right. Fresh air. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and we need as much fresh air as we can. It's going to be a beautiful day that day. Yes, it is. We're already looking at the extended forecast, and it looks great for that time. Uh, tell us a little more about Internet crime, because... Patty, I'm seeing that is being uh, a growing problem in America and, and probably will get even worse. That's correct, Bart. Unfortunately, um, you know, one of the things I used to tell my kids uh, when I was a school resource officer is the Internet is a wonderful tool. It's just like a car. It's as dangerous as you make it and as you drive it. And so, you know, it's, it's really all about education on both parts. Um, whether it's physical abuse, sexual abuse, or the Internet abuse, I have to say. Uh, it's all about education, and we do our best at trying to educate um, the children and parents. Uh, we have some wonderful resources out there that will educate parents as far as the Internet safety, um, things like that. And I want to mention on the task force that I'm associated with uh, is the Tennessee ICAC task force. We well, ITAC, what, what does that stand ICAC for? is the Internet Crimes Against Children. Oh, okay. okay. And I work with uh, Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, FBI, and mm-hmm. Homeland Security. So we all work together on a task force to go out and combat these crimes. Now, if there is a parent listening who has concerns about this issue that we're talking about this morning... Can they get, is, is the first source of help the school resource officer at their child's school? Yeah, that's, that's a good resource. I mean, since you were Since I was one of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my years, I was, I was thinking about it on the way over here. I've been to the sheriff's office for 23 years, and 20 of my years has been dedicated to children. So, um, but yes, the school resource officer is definitely a number one choice at the school. Um, there's always the school counselors and the teachers that the parents or kids could go to, either one. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they can also, the main thing is, is getting this crime reported, whether they do it that way or they go to the NCMEC uh, website to the cyber tip line and they can make a report there. Okay. Bart, in the state of Tennessee, we are all mandated, mandated. Reported mm-hmm. reporters. And so what that means is if we suspect any child abuse, not that we know it for sure, but if we suspect it, we are all mandated to call to report that. Um, the DCS hotline number is 877-237-0004. And you can also um, report that online. Um, if you don't want to give your information, it can be anonymous. Nice. Um, but we just ask that if you suspect it at all, please call and report it and then let um, the Department of Children's Services and law enforcement investigate that. We have trained investigators that can investigate it. Yeah, now, that's the state child abuse hotline. Yes. Give us that number once again. Yes, we'll- it's 877 237 Now, this program will be podcast on our website, plus it's also going to be podcast on every podcast site in the world uh, at the end of the program. So you can look it up on WGNSRadio.com or you can go to Stitcher, 
iTunes, any of those. Uh, and it'll be there, too, under WGNS Action Line. Uh, and you'll find all the information. We will also include that hotline, so if you missed that number, uh, you'll find it right there in writing. Now, for parents who are, are not computer literate, uh, what else can they do? What, what are some telltale signs? I mean, uh, neighbors, grandparents, uh, I, I know teachers have ways to see... But you don't always. It's not always bruises. Uh-uh. Uh, well, what are some things that you might notice? I think for me, the biggest thing that I see in kids that I've seen all of these years is their behavior changes. It's a drastic change in their behavior. They're not the same person that they used to be. Um, they'll withdraw, or they might start in getting in trouble a lot. You know, kind of that outcry. Um, changes in their hygiene. Changes in their eating. Mm-hmm. Changes in their school behaviors. Um, any unexplained bruises or marks on their bodies. Um, also, any kind of um, inappropriate sexual touching, that can be a sign. Mm-hmm. Now, what about mental abuse? That, that's as, as bad as physical abuse, I would think. Yeah. Sure, and a lot of these perpetrators do use grooming yes. to groom these children to make these children feel like they've did something wrong, that you know that they're the guilty party and mm-hmm. that no one's going to believe them and they're going to call mm-hmm. them liars and they're going to cause problems in their family. And so it definitely takes a toll on these children. Mm-hmm. Now, and those persons who are doing that are not always family members, but they are some of these new friends, new so friends. to speak, yeah. that you get over the Internet. Yeah, and, you know, the thing of it is it used to, you used to think there were strangers that would do these things, but it's not. It's people that you know because that's that the you person really you wouldn't know? suspect. Really? Right. Okay. You wouldn't yeah. suspect that person. You'd think, oh, no, he would never do that or she would never do that. So it's a neighbor, somebody down the street. Uh, somebody it, and, and do the parents often know them too? It can oh, be yes. anyone. Yeah, and ninety percent of children who abu- who disclose abuse know their perpetrator. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So that uh, is a little. Imp- that, that's some important information for parents to grasp. Also, mm-hmm. uh, be thinking: Who do you know that would they be acting differently, or you just see them around a lot more than you used to see them around? What, mm-hmm. what would you notice different about the abuser? There's, there's all different kinds of, of things that these perp- perpetrators do to try to get in your home and win over your trust, and they're usually friendly and taking most- places. Mm-hmm. So you're you're looking at them as, boy, they are so nice. Mm-hmm. So try to think, is there somebody new in your life that you're thinking, boy, that's mm-hmm. the greatest person in the world? Right. Uh, Another thing, too, Bart, I want to mention is sextortion is a big thing that we're really dealing with right now. And that involves um, the child sending a picture, that person coming back and saying, you know what, I'm going to send this picture out to more of your friends and family if you don't send me more. And we are seeing a huge rise in that number. Hmm. More pictures or money, too. Not so much the money as it is more pictures and videos. Um, I've had several cases. Um, the way they, that the, the federal government will look at that is production, and they will take those cases and, and prosecute them federally. And when you go to that level, you, you can find answers that uh, I know you have ways at the sheriff's office of finding things, but the federal government, I would imagine, has more ways. 
They have a lot of ways that we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah. they are very efficient in what they're doing. Tell you what let's do. Let's pause, check on the traffic and weather. We will be back and continue the conversation. And if you are a parent or if you're a grandparent or you're just a neighbor and concerned about the well-being of your child or some of the neighbors, uh, you, you can text us questions. That's probably the best thing instead of calling today. Text your questions. That way nobody knows who you are. You're 100% anonymous. We will be back in just a moment. Stay right there. If you have something to buy, sell, or trade, call me. Weekday mornings at 7.50 for Swap and Shop. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics. If you want to try on any guitar in the store, if you've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run-through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den... Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and it has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Good morning. Traffic still moving right along here on 24 out of Coffee County in and through Rutherford County. It's uh, picked up on here in sections of 840 where we've seen some radar earlier and just past Sulphur Springs. Watch your speed this morning. They're really out here. True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call today, 240-2811, online, truefriendsmovingcompany.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-50s. Winds out of the northwest around 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 36. This is Jeff Graham with Tyrone. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tyworld on Memorial Boulevard. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. A salute to veterans on WGNS Radio. I saw a lot of stuff. I spent 10 years first in the Navy, so I saw it from a Navy side, and then I spent my last 10 years in the National Guard. But we did see a lot off the coast of Iraq during Desert Storm 1, and yeah, we did see a lot. After a career in the military, Ron Leonard decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. He started working with canines through Christ, 
We thought this was a cool thing, so we started training our dog, Molly, and Molly now is a therapy dog to comfort wounded warriors and those that suffer with PTSD. We're bringing these troops home, and they are suffering, and then we also deal with TBI, which is traumatic brain injury. We have a lot of these people that have been so much around war that it's affected the basically the chemical elements in their brain, and they are struggling with that. Or finding yourself under false guilt, why did my buddy die and I didn't? We have one guy that came back that was stage four PTS, which he was suicidal. Once he got a therapy dog, within six months, he was completely off his meds because that dog helped him so much. Leonard, who served in the Navy and later retired from the Army, decided he wanted to give back. It started with training his dog to comfort veterans who suffer from PTSD. What we do is these dogs are trained, and they are trained for a 12-week period, just like a police dog would be trained, and then we give them free to the vet, not a cost to the vet whatsoever. This has been a Salute to Veterans on WGNS Radio. We're News Radio WGNS 100.5, 101.9, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Hey everybody, Evan Lee Raymer here with you with the Evan Lee Raymer Show. I want you to tune in with us every Sunday night from 8 until 10. We'll talk about some politics, some local politics, national politics, and a little bit of everything. That's the Evan Lee Raymer Show with you every Sunday night from 8 till 10. I'm Dr. O, and I welcome you to meet our compassionate team at Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come check out our new patient special. We're located just off of I-24 on Amaville Road. Amaville Farms Family Dentistry. Come feel the Amaville Farms difference. From the tallest tower in the city limits of Murfreesboro to every radio in the land, WGNS AM FM is everywhere you need us to be. Our phone number, if you want to text us a question, 615-893-1450. We are accepting text questions now, 615-893-1450. And we're talking about area youth, or doesn't have to be area youth, we're just talking about youth keeping them safe and uh, just really being careful as a parent, as a neighbor, grandparent, uh, visiting with us from the Child Advocacy Center. And by the way, April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. Visiting with us from the Child Advocacy Center, uh, a young lady who is very much involved in that facility, Amanda Pruitt, and with the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office. Uh, and she does claim to know Truman. Uh, <laughs> we won't hold that against you. Truman's Thank listening you. right now. Thanks, by Bart. The way. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Patty Easter, uh, Easter rather, uh, and she is uh, in the what department of, of the at the sheriff's office? I'm at CID Criminal Investigations. CID, okay. Yep. And prior to that, you were a school resource school officer. School resource officer for 13 years. So really involved in helping children. Yes. That, that's what it's all about. Uh, we have a, a text here from a listener who says that they live uh, just around the corner from somebody that they're concerned about. This child is not bruised or does not have any 
visual problems, but uh, they do seem to be more bashful, much more bashful than they used to be. Uh, what should they do? Absolutely. They need to report um, this to the Department of Children's Services, and then um, from there, investigators will investigate it. Again, in Tennessee, we are all mandated reporters, so if we suspect child abuse, we have to report it. Not that if we know it for sure, but just suspicion of child abuse. Now, they're not describing what bashful means, but I'm guessing the child was outgoing before and and now th- that's a pretty big turnaround. That's sure. that behavior change we were talking about. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how long does that take to happen? I mean, is it pretty quick or is it's it slow? It's very quick. It oh. doesn't take long. So that that is another thing, a quick turnaround in personality. Yes, then. yes. Okay. Um, usually does the abuser, if it's physical abuse, uh does the abuser try not to da- hurt the child in ways that are not covered by clothes? I mean, you know, face, things like that. Do they do they think about what they're doing? I'm sure they do, Bart. I'm, we've seen all kinds of, you know, different cases abuse. of abuse and what that might look like. And, you know, when we, whenever we have a trial with um, child sex abuse, um, jurors like to see evidence, but with child sex abuse, there just isn't a lot of times. Uh-uh. And so, I mean, it probably depends on the perpetrator and how smart they are, you know, to what evidence they leave. Well, and we get those delayed disclosures, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another question here, a listener saying that uh, they just are not that knowledgeable on uh, ways to use the computer and things of that sort. Are there parenting programs that are available that would sort of help the parents become more knowledgeable about how to raise their children in this different world. For sure. At the Child Advocacy Center, we have a program that's completely free. It's called Darkness to Light, and we have trained facilitators who will go out to any organization and train um, people for free. Um, We provide a $10 manual, and um, that just teaches people how to watch out for children and what to look for and how to protect children and how to talk to your children about safety. Okay, now this person did not say this, so I'm, I'm just going to try to read into this, thinking that there may be somebody else that would fit this category. If they're not a part of a group, uh, a church organization or a business that would have a speaker come in, they're just an individ- individual, what would they do? Are there group meetings somewhere? Yes, still call the Child Advocacy Center, and we can give you a date of the next uh, training, and that would be something they could attend. Okay, I'm glad you brought up that darkness to light. I've heard about that, but wasn't really sure what it is. Tell us yeah. about the program. How long does it take to go through it sure, and it, things it, like that? Sure, it's a one-time training, and um, we have a couple different trainings. It could be one hour or up to three hours. Um, and again, it just teaches um, people how to protect their children from abuse and what to do if they suspect abuse and kind of signs to look for. Very good. Now, uh, Patty, with your work at the sheriff's office, if a child is a victim of abuse, either mental or physical abuse, I know getting that child's friendship, trust is so important. Uh, and and you're a total stranger. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you work to gain that? Uh, well, actually, Amanda and I both are uh, forensically mm-hmm. certified to to talk to the children, and there's a process that we have to go through when we do talk to a child. You know, 
the, the biggest thing for us is you cannot put words in their mouth. You cannot solicit those um, that information from them. So it's an, we, we use a, a tactics that we use, mm-hmm. but we always try to get to know the child first, you know, want to know about their school and their interests, and we get them talking about that. And so just getting them comfortable in talking is, mm-hmm. is the biggest key. Yep. Now, do you do this at the sheriff's office? or It could or? be at the sheriff's office. It could be in their home. It could be anywhere. But basically, we take the children to the CAC to have that actual interview done. At the, at the Child Advocacy Center, whenever we're conducting the forensic interview, it is recorded. And that way, the child only has to tell their story one time. And then um, law enforcement or investigators can go back and watch that DVD as many times as needed for details. But the child only has to tell those horrible details once. And I guess they're in a, a surrounding that's child-friendly and they're comfortable. They, they know it. I mean... I hate to say, if if you took some child into the sheriff's office, they might have seen too many movies or TV (laughs) shows. And and when I think of being uh, interrogated, uh, or whatever you want to call it, I I think of an empty table Mm -hmm. and a policeman in front of you and somebody behind, and and then the person being interrogated, and then a a one-way mirrored yeah, no, it's nothing like that, Bart. It's not that. Okay. <laughs> it's not like that. Watching no. too many movies, right? Yeah, but but Bart, perpetrators can tell children, you know, they will go to jail for what they've done, yes. and make ah. them feel scared and intimidated, and um, make them feel like they're the guilty party that they wanted it somehow, or it's their fault that it happened. And so, at the Child Advocacy Center, it's it's definitely child friendly. Yeah, it's a neutral location. Um, we take safe. The, it's safe. We take the child in a room, and so it's just one person with the child in the room directly beside us we have um, law enforcement and department of children's service investigators watching um, and we work together as a team we'll take breaks and make sure you know we ask all the questions but um, in that room um, like like patty said it's um, child-led we do not use leading questions we are trained on how to establish rapport pretty quickly with children and uh, gain their trust and um, one of the most important things is we tell the children that um, you know if they don't know an answer to the question we're asking just tell us that they don't know mm-hmm. and if we get something wrong to correct us and if they don't understand a question tell us that and we'll try yeah, to ask, ask it in a different way would we be surprised to learn the youngest child that you've talked with who've been abused I, I, three I, three three yeah, we interview children wow. from ages three to 18 and we have um interviewed uh, special needs adults mm-hmm. but um if a child can talk then we're going to listen yeah so that that has to affect you i mean a little three-year-old child about as innocent as you could <laughs> find uh being abused well and that's it, the thing too for me amanda and you can mm-hmm. correct me if i'm wrong but for me as an interview or as an interviewer or detective if i have a small child like that tell me details about things that they shouldn't know about it happened. So is it usually friends of the parents or 
what happens if it's parents? I mean, what, looks like you're running into all sorts of problems. So, then. so while we're interviewing the child, we have a family advocate who is talking to the um, non-offending caregiver, and they're talking to that caregiver to make sure that they are protective of the child and um, educating them on um, what this process is going to look like, how to talk to their a child after the interview, and um, helping them understand how important treatment or therapy and counseling is going to be for that child, and um, also assessing safety. You know, when this child and family leave the CAC, are they going to be able to be somewhere safe? Very good. We have a, another question from a listener. This one is saying that uh, they are a grandparent, and they're concerned about their child, uh, their grandchild, but uh, they just don't have the finances to take care of the child 100% and certainly to pay for classwork. Uh, is there any financial help uh, in situations like this? Well, I know that all services at the Child Advocacy Center are free, and we offer an in-home counseling program to children who um, have been exposed to drugs and alcohol. And what that might look like is, you know, if a child was exposed, um, then we can go into the home and uh, work with that family on uh, relapse prevention techniques or parenting skills or alcohol and drug education, um, safety, um, budgeting, different any kind of problems that the family might be having, then that service is free and it's in-home counseling. I had not even thought about when you say exposed to drugs, alcohol, things of that sort. The parent is, as far as the child is concerned, that role model. So if the child sees a parent uh, using drugs, alcohol, what have you, uh, they think, well, that that's the right thing. Uh, that's, that's the person I love. That's my role model. Uh, how much harder is it to change that habit? Because you have to change that habit. Well, it is. And, and another thing I want to mention, too, is the uh, DCS, the Department of Children's Services. Everybody thinks, oh, my gosh, they're bad. They're coming into my home. That is not true. They are not there to take kids away. They are there to put services in the home. So for that lady who, who texts in, they're a great resource. They're, all the things that they get set up in the home are free. There's, there's companies that will come into the home and work with the children and the family. Now, this state abuse, child abuse hotline that you gave, is that the preferred first choice uh, yes. as opposed to trying to call uh, the Children's Services Department? Yes. Call this one and they determine exactly. where it needs to go from there. Exactly. Yep. Once they call it in, the Department of Children's Services will assign it to the um, correct people and mm -hmm. then we'll start investigating. Okay. Uh, and again, important uh, is to do this as quickly. Don't let a lot of time pass by. And it's also important that these parents are talking to their children, mm -hmm. educating their children, because I have so many kids who come in and say, nobody ever told me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was wrong. I didn't know it wasn't okay. He said it was okay, but I didn't know. And so just talking to your children and telling them what's okay, what's not okay. Mm -hmm. um, and if a child comes to you and, abuse, and discloses abuse, believe the child and report it. Mm -hmm. Now, Detective Easter, you had mentioned earlier that uh, a lot of times the child is looking for a friend, looking for a family, for the family feel. Um, if, if you're a parent and, and you don't realize, I think sometimes parents don't realize that their child is missing that connection with them, uh, and, and then the child goes out and finds it somewhere else. How, how do the parents, uh, assuming they're not on drugs and alcohol, what 
what are some clues that they need to be aware of? What can they be looking for? In the child. In the child. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, that withdrawal that, you know, I'm, like I said, the families, we get so busy. The mom and dads are working. You know, the kids are kind of raising themselves, unfortunately. That's just the way today's society is. But if you see your child in that drastic change and they're going out doing things that they normally didn't do, that's that's a big clue. And so the child does not have to be abused mm-hmm. to have these symptoms. They, they could just be needing a family. Right. Like Amanda said earlier, you know, a lot of times on our sex abuse cases, you're not going to see those those bruises or those injuries. Those are not, you know, were superficial wounds that you can see. They're inside wounds. Somebody said on this station, and I've forgotten who it was, a while back there was a program about sex trafficking in mm-hmm. Smyrna, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they were talking about how Rutherford County was one of the largest uh-huh. areas mm-hmm. because we're on the interstate that leads yes. to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta with the Atlanta airport uh, seems to attract a lot of mobility for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, so this, I mean, you're agreeing that yes. this is true. It is true, very much true. And that's that's a secret world that a lot of people just don't know about. That's not talked about a lot um but it's a huge problem when we come back we're going to take a real quick break here but when we come back we have seen reports of children missing Mm -hmm. and then they're just gone i mean we can we can go back i've been here 30 something years on this station and I can remember stories, I can remember some of their names mm-hmm. of those children who were reported missing, and they're still missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to find out more. Are, are they going away? What, what's happening to those kids? It's a frightening world out there. We'll be right back. Stay with us. If you have an iPhone or use an Android, we have an app for both. WGNS AM and FM is everywhere you need us to be. On air and on demand. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or kidlinkservices.com. Good morning. Traffic still moving right along here on 24 out of Coffee County in and through Rutherford County. It's uh, picked up out here in sections of 840 where we've seen some radar earlier just past Sulphur Springs. Watch your speed this morning. They're really out here. True Friends Moving Company is hiring. Call today, 240-2811, online, truefriendsmovingcompany.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Skies become mostly sunny here this afternoon with a high in the mid-50s. Winds out of the northwest around 10 to 20 miles per hour, gusting as high as 25. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 36. 
This is Jeff Graham with Tire World. I want to invite you to visit our new off-road department at our Memorial Boulevard location, featuring lift kits, leveling kits, light bars, as well as wheel and tire packages. Just come by and ask for Gator for all your off-road needs. That's Tire World on Memorial Boulevard. Look up in the sky. There it is. The tallest tower in Murfreesboro. This is WGNS FM, AM, and worldwide at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back. We're in the final segment of the program. Have about four minutes left in the broadcast. Detective Patty Easer is with us this morning, along with Amanda Pruitt from the Child Advocacy Center. And uh, we were talking there just as we began this final segment about uh, the fact that we're in, perhaps, is it the largest in the southeast or one of the largest? Or? One of the largest, yeah. So uh, what happens to these kids that are just gone? I mean... Yeah, unfortunately, they are they are taken into the, what we call that dark world, and they are sex trafficked. So they they may not be dead. Thirty years later, nope. they may be alive somewhere, mm-hmm. but are they brainwashed and don't? Oh yes. They don't know what to do. They think they're in the normal world. Yes, and they are very very difficult for us to talk to and work with because they don't want to give that information about their basically pimp. Mm-hmm. So they look at those people as their family. Their that family, right? that's right. Because they're taken care of. Give them money and clothes and take them places. And so they were looking for family. They found yep. family. Yep. And the family's taking care of them. And they're going to be hard to find. They're going to be very difficult to find. A lot of times they go out of the country, too. And a lot of times they kind of get trapped in that system and mm-hmm. they can't get out. Yep. That's one of the important reasons why you need to be at the Hometown Heroes Walk. Again, when is it, and what's the time frame around it? So it's April 30th, not this Friday, but next. And um, uh, it's important to park at the Child Advocacy Center. We will uh, shuttle you over to the Civic Plaza here in Murfreesboro, and um, we're going to be giving out um, some Hometown Hero Awards at 1130, and then the walk starts at 12. It's a two-mile walk over to the Child Advocacy Center, and then there we're going to have a lunch, um, and that uh, is going to be provided by Fat Guys Barbecue and uh, Doubletree Hotel, and um, then uh, you'll have your vehicle there at the, at the center. Very good. And you can, can you actually go into the center and see what it's all about? You know, I'm not exactly sure if we're going to have the center open for the public that day um, just due to COVID. Right, but you're trying to be outside and right. safe and everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. So uh, go over, be a part of it, learn more about the program. And if you have any thoughts of ha- knowing a child who may be abused, again, give us that state child abuse hotline number. Yes, that number is 877-237-0004. And it's, again, if you suspect child abuse. Very good. I want to say a special thank you to Detective Patty Easer for joining us from the Rutherford County Sheriff's Office and Amanda Pruitt from the Child Advocacy Center for being here today. You've really helped an awful lot. We thank you very much, not only for being here, but thank you for all that you do. Thanks, Bart. We enjoy coming. You all have a great rest of the day. Everybody keep warm. It's uh, It's cold. (laughs) A little bit different out there from the other (laughs) day. (laughs) I'm ready for spring again. Me too. Truman is next. 
He'll be along right after the news, right here hey, on your good. What did you say to Truman? I said, hey, Truman. <laughs> Truman, your fan club is up here. <laughs> we'll be looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a good day.